So as I attend conferences, panel discussions, and disrupt HR events, one of the biggest topics on HR people's minds is adopting the principles of Agile. Once considered an arcane methodology used by software engineers, the concepts of Agile are sweeping across businesses all over the world, and they are radically changing HR. Here to discuss this topic with me today is Rashita Jones. Rashita has a background in psychology and HR. She's a seeker of, and, a, and a soul searcher, sorry, and has lived and worked in four countries looking at what drives, motivates, and moves people. Her personal journey of searching for more egalitarian ways of working, a sense of belonging, and purpose led her to discover Agile. For the past four years, Rashida has worked as a change agent in HR, bringing the Agile values, principles, and tools to teams and organizations wishing to make a transition to more Agile, trustful, and team-centered ways of working. Rashida is an accredited Agile practitioner and trainer, a multilinguist who seeks to carry forward the new language of HR. Welcome, Rashida Jones. How are you today? Thank you, Julie. Hi, I'm doing very well, thank you. I'm very excited to be speaking with you today about HR, the journey that uh, we're going on and uh, what the future looks like. It's very exciting. Awesome, well, we're happy to have you here. So tell us a bit about your journey in HR. How did you get here, Rashita? A long time ago, <laughs> I started my career in 2002. Uh, and actually, what sparked my curiosity was a module that I was doing in my uh, psychology degree called Organizational Psychology. And that really intrigued me. So that same year, I applied for an internship in HR. So that was my first year of uni. I loved it. And I've never looked back ever since. My love for people, my curiosity to understand what makes people unique, relationships, um, human interactions. It, it's led me to live and work in different countries, uh, work in different industries and in different sized organizations. So where I am today, so I'm in the Netherlands. I landed here about four years ago. Uh, today I have beautiful children who actually were the catalyst in my journey to find more human-centered ways to work and to do business. Okay. Because our children today are the workforce of tomorrow. And we need to move from a culture of greed for culture of collective consciousness. I'm educating my children to be and become children of the world, you know, humans first. But then when I look around me, I look at, at the corporations, at companies, what they're rewarding and what I see is something totally different. You know, I see a world that values everything else, but relationships and each other. Mm -hmm. So that's me. Oh, great. You know, I really love what you said there about, you know, especially your children, because I think many people don't recognize or they don't make the connection that their children are going to be the employees of tomorrow. And it's important that we shape them from now. So I really love that. And, and your journey seems to have taken you far and wide. So you're, you're now based in the Netherlands and um, yeah. you're, you're working in, you're working with agile people. That's right. So, so tell us a little bit about Agile. What is Agile? So, well, how much time have you got? <laughs> it's a so, thirty-minute show, Rashida. <laughs> I'll try and keep it short. Um, Agile's big. <laughs> it's commonly believed, um, you know, it's commonly understood or thought that Agile is a methodology or a framework, mm -hmm. but it's yes. not. Agile is actually, first and foremost, a, a mindset and a philosophy uh, based on core human values and the principles. Uh, they're known to create open, trusting, creative, collaborative environments. 
So the way I see it is that Agile takes us back to our roots. And that's what made me fall in love with Agile. It takes us back to our roots. You know, we were tribes of people who naturally gravitated and sought relationships and interactions with others to survive. So they self-organized, um, their contribution to the tribe was based on their strengths. And their purpose was a collective purpose to serve their community by fighting the common enemy and working together for the greater good of the tribe. So in Agile, so it's quite similar. Agile empowers teams to come together around a common goal and purpose and use their collective intelligence to, walk, to work towards achieving that common goal. And what does this mean for the business? It means that we have empowered cross-functional teams that are able to respond to change fast and with ease. And that's actually what Agile means. Agile means to become nimble, to, to, become, to being able to move quickly and with ease. And this is important to succeed and survive in today's organization. Mm -hmm. you know, it's in certain environments are turbulent. And so Agile for me is a natural way of working and working in isolation on someone else's instructions is a 19th century invention and we need to unlearn this habit. Yeah, that is so very true. And um, I, I think um, we're both of the same in agreement in terms of that definition of, mind, of Agile. It definitely is a mindset. Um, and I think that people have a misconception of what it is so i'm glad that you've you've set that straight yeah. now agile and hr never really were connected together um but there is a connection so how does agile play play a role in terms of a company making that transformation from waterfall to agile so um agile is very attractive to people and to companies because it allows us to create learning organizations where people can harness their ability to create results they desire, where new thinking is fostered, individuals and collective aspiration is set free, people are learning and developing and growing. Right. And from, from the point of view of, um, you know, in terms of, of the methodologies or the tools, it means that we're, we're working with, we can, there's only so much we can predict in our work environment, our business. We do forecasting, we business forecast, we, we put all these uh, timelines and objectives in place, which we hardly ever meet. Um, and we're working towards this sort of, you know, this dot on the horizon. And we seem to forget that actually there are short-term things which we need to react and respond to. Uh, and Agile allows us to do just that, is to work with what we have in front of us. Uh, and, and it makes us also think, of, think about what is critical tomorrow or right now? What is that thing that I need to do first before I can look at and think about something else? Mm -hmm. Okay, great. You are many things, Rashita, mother, HR person, uh, but you are also a writer. And for quite a while, I've followed um, and I've read a lot of your articles, especially on LinkedIn. And, and you wrote an article recently, what is Agile HR and why you need to get behind the buzz. And in that article, you said, HR's role is to inspire and provoke new thinking by staying aware of context and trends and bringing this knowledge to all parts of the organization. What's your advice to HR people who may be struggling with this? Um, I think for HR or actually anyone, in fact, uh, that wants to bring innovation to organization, they face a number of common obstacles and barriers. Um, there are structural barriers, so the way that we organized. Uh, and it's daunting to think that when we've spent so much time, money, effort to build a system or a practice or a policy that we've put in place ourselves, 
And these innovations might be challenging those very same things. It's easier to actually, I don't want to touch that right now. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's embarrassing for me. There's also shame and fear. How will I look in front of my peers uh, if they don't understand what I'm trying to do? Yeah. Uh, there's budget as well. So there are a few constraints to get through, understand that, mm -hmm. but there are also opportunities. And for us in HR, we own our own space and we, we own and we organize our own function. And that's, I think, the starting point. Yes. That you don't have to ask for permission. You don't have to ask for money. What are the small things with low risk that you can start adapting or evolving straight away? Yes. And I think that's um, that's a starting point. Yeah, quick wins. Where you can get the quick wins that don't have a, a, a huge cost tied to them. Yeah, that's really true. Because if you can do that, you know, then it makes it helps the business to then see your value. And then they'll probably make the investment once they can see that it's working. What would you exactly. say are some of the um, the methodologies? Because there are methodologies in Agile. What would you say are some of the methodologies that um, HR people can look at to adopt um, the easiest ones that they could work with right now? So, so, so like I said, so those, like you said, the quick wins. Yes. What are the, the quickest things that we can adopt? It would be, for example, uh, it could be as simple as um, starting a, a weekly stand-up with the HR team around a Kanban board. And these will start instilling that mindset of transparency, openness, collaboration. Or you can start with a project. You know, HR always has enhancement projects or improvement projects. So how about putting together that cross-functional team on that project, working on that project and involving, and the, the, what to do differently here is to involve the employees, so our users, in creating the solution or those improvements. Absolutely. That's another way of doing it. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And involving the involving employees is huge because we a lot of people don't do that. You then you don't know if the, we're doing something that people really want, and then we're just wasting our time, and we, and we really don't want to be doing that. So that's a really good recommendation. What was your um, preferred style of working at Agile? I love user stories. Okay. Um, they are very simple. Yet they're very powerful in connecting us emotionally to our employees, um, you know, you know the, the, the users for us. Mm -hmm. And um, what, what is it that I love about it? That they, they get us talking with each other. And just as important, it gets us listening, really listening, rather than hiding away behind emails and apps. So what a user story does, it takes away assumptions. It gives you a very clear message of what your user wants. Mm -hmm. And that becomes the basis of your work. Right. So it can give you uh, your project scope you identify, you know, the, the next steps that you need to take. Yes. And what's also really important, it allows you to continually check whether whatever you're building is in fact what your employees want. Right. That's so true. I like that. Um, some people say that their organization does agile versus their being agile. Is that good or bad? I mean, <laughs> I've always heard people say it's better. You're, you're supposed to be agile. You don't do agile. What are your thoughts on that? I, I agree with that because uh, what you want is both. Uh, in fact, you know, uh, I think, uh, you know, like I said before, Agile is not a framework or a methodology to be implemented. You know, that is the doing Agile part of it. The tools that you can use in Agile, they're just like a reinforcement to the values and principles. So they make you work in such a way, right? So an organization that is truly Agile doesn't need the tools anymore because Agile has become part of that culture, right. that way of thinking. Mm -hmm. So you don't stand up anymore to enforce transparency collaboration. It just happens naturally. Yes. I wish all people could think that way, but I guess that's the way, that's why we're having this discussion, right? Because we're helping people to change their mindset and move into that direction. 
exactly. So one of the things I know you did recently, because I was there with you, um, the certification in adult HR, how did you find that course um, equipped you to go forward in your career? I think it's what it's what, what is done is really enabled me to um, to grasp the changes that need to happen in HR, to be able to lead support uh, and sustain the organisations of the future. Change is there, change is coming. It's already seeping through. We can feel it. We see companies closing down. We see you know new companies opening up. We see you know we hear the business roundtable talking about you know purpose. So there are there is a lot of momentum already going, and I think the certification has just really made me realize that there is so much that we can do in, you know, in our profession with, with, with the keepers of our people. And this realization is far too big and important for me to keep small and hidden. So yes. that's why I decided to be a messenger without wishing to sound too evangelical. So yes. I'm spreading the agile seeds for future growth, you know. And, yeah. well, that's, that's really good. And we're doing that together because I, I, I am strongly a believer especially after doing the certification it really opened up my mind and um, opened up my understanding of agile because it's not just a fad right it's not just one of those fun buzzwords that's going to disappear in the next couple months or or in a year or so agile really is here to stay that that way of working is the future of work and so the sooner that we get on board with it you know the better for us you recently took on a new role um, and we talked a bit a bit about it before we started the show but you recently took on a new role tell us about that tell us about your new adventure yes um so i've become a trainer or a facilitator with agile people uh, we deliver agile hr and agile leadership training uh, and these are certified with the uh, international consortium for agile and uh, so I run workshops and in-house trainings to HR team and leadership because leadership looks very different in an agile environment. Yes. And if organizations are to truly become agile, the culture uh, and leadership needs to support this way of working but, and also this way of being. So, so, I, so through this, I help HR map out this transition. So how does performance management, how does recruitment, learning and development, comp and then, how does it look like in this new environment mm -hmm. that is characterized by an empowered and collaborative workforce information is flowing freely up and down uh, transparency and trust are at the center of that they're at core right so um so it's been really gratifying so far being on this journey i've had people reach out to me saying that they've taken the first steps towards creating a better working environment for their organization That's just great. by my article and knowledge sharing and i didn't even directly interact with them so this yes. is really great that's really really good Rashita. and i wish you all the best in, in your new role i'm looking forward to hearing great things um going forward um what would what have you read recently that you think that people in hr should be reading so um i'm actually currently reading um hr on purpose by steve brown Oh, I just finished it. It's really good. You just finished it. I just finished it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm loving about it is that it talks about the need for HR professionals to rediscover and reignite their passion for yes. HR and serving others. Yes. Um, and that we should be choosing HR, you know, on purpose. So I love the title because yes. that's exactly how I feel. I've chosen HR on purpose. I didn't fall into it. I didn't just get stuck with it. I think this 
something that I do that is being important. Yeah. Um, so I, I love the way he writes. It's really authentic. It is. And it's almost like because he's telling you about different experiences in his life, it just makes it so relatable. It's not yes. like a textbook kind of reading. It's like a storybook kind of reading. He's telling a story all the way through, giving you all of his ex- I, experiences. I, I really, really enjoyed it. Actually, one of the articles that I wrote recently on LinkedIn was based on his book um, where he talks about the department of one. You are not a department of one. You are not alone. You know, um, get a mentor. And then he gave lots of different um, suggestions of how you can just not feel alone in your role. And it really resonated with me because I know at some point in time in my career, I've had individual contributing roles. Mm -hmm. And so actually reading that um, and reading his experience of how he got his mentor really resonated Mm -hmm. with me. But I I really love that book. It was really good. It's one of those books that I'm definitely sure I'll be reading again. So thank you for that recommendation. And with that being said, what is next for Rashida Jones? (laughs) Um, yeah, well, it's not, it's not little, it's actually very big. I have, uh, I have high ambitions. I want to align organizations and their need for profit, mm-hmm. uh, with our employees and their need for purpose. Mm-hmm. Somehow it got lost on the way. And I think I feel that with the right practices in place, the right principles, right culture, right intentions, right behaviors, we can influence better business and create a winning proposition for everybody involved. And I call this the virtuous cycle of business. Wow. Happy employees, happy customers, happy shareholders or owners, and round the circle goes again. Yeah, that sounds so exciting. I'm looking forward to seeing and hearing more about that, Rashida. With that, you have survived the hot seat. Um, thank you so much for your time Rashida but before you go we are going to take two questions from the sound box okay now this is more like a statement than a question but let's see how this goes Um, I fell into HR is that really possible (laughs) such a weird interesting question (laughs) I fell into HR is that really possible um I guess so. I mean, um, you know, back in the day, it was it was personnel and the, and the role back then. Our role was really more of a care, take a care, you know, sort of keeper, um, and uh, you know, it was more administration and it was sort of uh, you know office management administration looking after things and um, you kind of stay there and you you know you stick around, you don't move, you don't evolve, and um, and I think that's what actually the, the book we read is talking about right mm-hmm. that if, you, if it is you if you if you just got there by mistake or because you started in something and ended up in, in you know in hr and if it's not really something that you feel deep inside it's not a passion then you need to think about whether this is the right thing yeah so Definitely. did you fall and fall in love that's great but if you fell and you just feel stuck then you need to do something absolutely i think that's a really good answer i find like a lot of people um who I talked to recently say, oh, you know, I work in finance and HR. And I'm like, how's that? How did that happen? Oh, well, I started in finance, but then they asked me to take on an HR role. Or the strangest one I've heard is I work working in marketing and being asked to do HR function. Like, how, how do you make that cross connection between marketing and HR? So I think... But you know, um, to be honest, mm-hmm. the way... That- we're going, you know, HR will taking on a lot of 
of marketing into our own hands. Think yes. about the whole employee experience and manager experience. We are applying marketing principles to customer journeys, to our own internal journey. Mm-hmm. So I think what I do see is that the future uh, of HR, the future of our you know job roles is is going to become very fluid, yes. uh, and we are and we will be taking on um, skills and insights from other functions and and bringing it to ours yes. to be able to really deliver a true um, great employee experience. experience. Yes, yes, I believe that. I agree with that one hundred percent. And with that being said, Rashida Jones, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today on HR Sound Off. It was truly a pleasure talking to you and I look forward to hearing about all the amazing things you're doing in the future. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. You're welcome. That's all we have time for in the sound booth today. Thank you for joining us on HR Sound Off. You can find me at Julie Turney 3 on Instagram, Julie Turney on LinkedIn, Julie Turney 2 on Twitter. If you have any questions that you want us to answer, Drop us a line at hrsoundoff at gmail.com and we'll be sure to answer your questions within our shows. You can also find us on CastBox and SoundCloud for now. Thank you for tuning in and join us again when we next sound off.